0: So we have some business to take care of, but I want to throw the question out there so people can call if they'd like before we get back to closing the loop on Wodgers. The question we're asking is, what song never fails to make you cry? 651-641-1071. That's the question we're going to ask. But first, we need to close the loop on our conversation about Aaron Rodgers' Man bun. Yep. So
1: Aaron Rodgers, Shailene Woodley, in a relationship, they're using their relationship for publicity. Um, how true and faithful their relationship is is up to them. It's none of my business, but my business is pop culture. And uh, in as much as that is the case, I wanted to share with you quickly a little video of this cute, adorable moment where Shailene Woodley is talking about her oh. man's greasy hair. Oh. But... Now. In this video, really quickly, mm-hmm. in this video, she gives up the whole game.
0: Ooh. Oh.
1: She, in this video, tells us exactly what we already knew about why this publicationship exists.
0: Now, before we move forward, Bradley, this video is titled Shailene Woodley Mocks Aaron Rodgers for His Long Hair. Yeah. Thank you.
1: That is it. Let's listen. Okay.
0: At Cody Road Cap.
1: Uh, is Big Bob your hair inspiration? Big Bob Tinyin is definitely an inspiration
0: for me for my hair. I've been growing it out for a while. It's I had the really man bun, right now. Maybe the you man bun today. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Big Bob is definitely an inspiration. So, Big Bob, if you're watching, thank you, brother. And uh, thanks for the inspiration on the various mullets inspired hairstyles you're going with.
1: Wait, once you retire, you got to be the full time host. Yo, he could be a full time host and still play. All right, so. In that video, Mm. oh, look at this. Remember our listener yesterday who was like, he's just trying to get attention because he's at the end of a contract right Mm -hmm. now. And also, by the way, we talked about the fact that he did a turn on uh, Jeopardy! So he clearly wants. A career mm-hmm. as a celebrity. I mean, he's. Ar- this is not news, right? This is not right. shocking or earth shattering. It is just to say, vindicated Team Cobra yet again for showing you how a pub- how a publication is used mm-hmm. by celebrities to increase the uh, not the oxygen, but to the visibility, the visibility mm-hmm. of the celebrity, such that they are able to get uh, additional opportunities. I don't know why I'm talking like that, but um, and so. That in the video, she's like, he he could be a host on something right now while he's doing this job.
0: Can, can I tell you something? That video is eight minutes long yeah. because it was their live, their Instagram live. Yep. I wasted all eight minutes of my life to Watching watch that. And-, yeah, and it is very Jeopardy heavy. It is very like they selected questions from a an invitation to ask questions. Sure. They were mostly Jeopardy related. Yeah. I mean, it is so obvious. So obvious. It's so oh. obvious. And their chemistry is a joke.
1: Well, that's why I remember at the outset of last segment, I said, she's kind of not a good actress when it comes to publicationships. Why? Because the way she's like,
0: maybe, maybe, we so baby. Her, baby. maybe, it's so it's very fake. Yeah. It's all very fake, but God, they're trying. So I mean, I, I'm going to give them. Co- I'm going to give them kudos for trying. Are we cynical or are we realists?
1: You no, know, we're just. You know, sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, the truth hurts.
0: It does, and <laughs> and we're know. here
1: to hurt you <laughs> with the truth.
0: Let's work on that tagline.
1: <laughs> we're like your dominatrix of pop culture truth. We're just going to spank your little bottom into reality.
0: But we'll have a safe word.
1: Yeah, safe word is. I don't know.
0: Well, right now the safe word is six five one six four one one zero seven one because the question is, what song never fails to make you cry? That's what we're <laughs> talking about right now. Okay, talking about pain and <sighs> crying. No, I saw this collection on BuzzFeed of like the world's saddest songs. 19 of the saddest songs people have ever listened to. And I was like, you know, sad songs say so much. Uh, so turn them on.
1: Sad songs Turn them on. Turn so on those sad much. songs. La la
0: 651 641 1071. What's the saddest song? Songs still make you cry. Never me fails sad. to make you cry. Really? No um Life does. Who do you have on the phone? Hold the phone, really quick, before we get to the first caller. I would just like to say that that came out of the mouth of the person who I happen to know used to sit in his closet and listen to Orinoco Flow. That's and true.
1: I didn't have to be in my closet though.
0: Okay. Well, wherever you were, yeah. I just I did write poetry
1: like, in my closet.
0: Okay. I knew you did something in your closet.
1: Well, I also hid my sexuality.
0: <laughs> I think I just peed my pants.
1: Don't pee your pants, please.
0: Oh, 651-641-1071. What song never fails to make you cry like Bradley cries at Orinoco Flow? Send um, way. <laughs> also, was it any Enya song? Yes. Or specifically no, I would Orinoco just put on Flow. Enya. Okay.
1: In the dark, on my stereo, double cassette player, mm. which uh, I would often use to, um, you know, play DJ
0: mm-hmm.
1: by mixing songs. That was a really cool innovation. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Holly, who do we have on the line? Tiffany's here. Hi Tiffany.
1: I think we're alone now.
0: Tiffany, <laughs> what song never fails to make you cry? Hi Tiffany. Me? Yeah. Hi, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> um so this is an oldie and um but it's by you know, Patty Loveless and it's How Can I Help You to Say Goodbye and that third verse is a killer when she's saying bye to her mom for the last time. Oh night. no, oh, thank gosh. you. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Okay. So, if you need a good cry, everybody, uh, what's the name again? How do I, how do I help you say goodbye by Patty Loveless? Um, that should do the trick for you. Uh, Holly, the third verse. The third verse specifically. Who else do we have on the line, Holly? Dan. Let's go to Dan. Hello. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. Dan, what is the song that never fails to make you cry?
1: Well, you guys never fail to make me smile. Oh. So I know. Suck up. I know.
0: Um, (laughs) No, the reason
1: that that song by, oh, God, I'm going to butcher this poor dude's name, Israel Kabachibuchioli, the the big Hawaiian dude, Somewhere Over the Rainbow, blows me away every time. Every. Every puppy that died, every dog, you know, everything is like,
0: oh, it's Aww. like it rips your heart out. I'm with you, Dan. It's terribly
1: wonderful.
0: It is terribly wonderful. Well said. Thank you for That's your a call. nice way to put it. I think so, too, because it's beautiful and you find yourself sort of drawn to it. Yeah. And then you, and then you, you start weeping. Uh, Holly, who else do we have on the line? Megan. Megan, you'll have the final word on this. Megan, what song never fails to make you cry? Oh. Uh- well, mine is um, Silent Lucidity, and it's it's kind of just a melancholy song anyway, but it was the song on the radio when I was driving my dog to have her put to sleep. Um, and so she was laying on the seat next to me, and it was playing on the radio. So now every time I hear that song, it makes me cry because I Aww. think of that drive. I'm sure. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, thank you for your call, and I'm so sorry about your pupper. Um, it is a melancholy song, too. Oofta. We got all hit We the end feels. with
1: that Sarah McLaughlin song. Oh,
0: oh that one will do. Okay. That'll rip your heart right oh, out. You yeah. want? Yeah. You want Angel by Sarah yes. McLaughlin? Oh, that oh, one. On. That one gets you. Uh, here we go. Just to make. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta. You do what you gotta do. <laughs> I gotta do. make I will sure stall. it's not the actual commercial. The explicit oh, also, version. make sure it <laughs> doesn't have any swears in it. Oh, <laughs> that uh, <laughs> the remix
1: that much you know, underappreciated Sarah McLaughlin. Angel explicit (laughs) drops all
0: the f bombs. Uh, Here you go, everybody. Uh, Get your cry on. And when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I'm going to tell you about the last episode of Demi Lovato's docu series on YouTube. After this. So last night was the final episode of Demi Lovato's Dancing with the Devil on YouTube. Uh, This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Well, hello there. Well, so this is the one that, like, I think, I don't know, I think everybody was waiting for all of them. But this is the one that I thought you and I would have been particularly interested in. Sure,
1: because we've uh, been fascinated by Max Erich's hot mess story.
0: Exactly. And this is the episode where she talked about that engagement. Um, and so I watched it last night. Would you like my very, very first impression? I
1: would like your first, second, and
0: third impression, Possibly even the fourth. Okay, well, here's my first one. Womp, womp. <makes noise> yeah, and <laughs> here's why. Here's why. First of all, the I do highly recommend people watch the docuseries for a couple of reasons, and you will arrive at your very own conclusions about all things, but... The reason, you know, from a tell-all standpoint, she told a lot in the rest of the episodes, and she skimped on this story mm. big time. She spilled virtually no tea. She spoke in... um sort of veiled detail about that relationship. She talked about how she felt it. I mean, like, some. it was just all very expected, right? It was like, at the beginning, she was totally in love with him, and she loved the way he treated her, and she felt, you know, so loved by him, and she was so excited to announce her engagement. And then, you know, the next time they interviewed her, she was like, womp, womp, I'm not engaged anymore. And then she didn't say much. Yeah, But in it, she did say that she felt like she was doing what she thought she was supposed to do by in- getting engaged to him and that um she was sad to find out who he really was. Well, then I'm like tell me more about yes, that. Who was he? Nothing. Really. She shared nothing. Oh. Which again was a little bit incongruent. Now listen, she doesn't owe us anything. That's not it. Yeah. Um it's incongruent from the no holds barred way that she shared all the other stories of what has happened and transpired in the past few years in her life. Namely her overdose. She talked in great detail about that. She talked in great detail about the drug use that led up to the overdose. And and this is the thing that people are keyed keyed in on uh in their take on Dancing with the Devil, the Demi Lovato. Docu series on YouTube. Yeah, she talks about her sobriety. Yeah, now and she is what she calls California sober.
1: I that means she's smoking
0: weed. Means she smokes weed and she drinks. Um. um.
1: Everybody's on their own journey, mm-hmm. and I encourage people to be on their own journey. As a person who has some knowledge in this department. And by knowledge, I mean personal experience. Mm-hmm. That would not
0: work for me. Yeah, you know who else said that? Who? Uh, in his interview, Elton John. Like he very much said that. Uh, it was really interesting, and actually, I would be curious. He said
1: what I just said. He, or he said, said basically what, said. what you just oh, said, okay. All right. which
0: was that doesn't work. That's not a yeah. thing.
1: Now he is he is like Elton John enough to say it doesn't work. Period. Yes. I will say it doesn't work for me. Right. And but what as is... an extension, please understand that
0: I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you can borrow Elton John yeah. in this moment. It, it's very interesting because one of the other things, and I'd be curious to hear your hot take on this as well. One of the final things she says in like the very final moments, she says, and I'm going to butcher it because I didn't write her exact words down, but something to this effect. She says, I know that I will never OD again. And then she says, because I know what this disease looks like and I am humbled by it, which I was interested in because I thought my my understanding is part of being humbled by the disease is not ever saying beyond a shadow of a doubt that you will never reach the depths of addiction again
1: yeah i would never say that for myself like mm-hmm. i can't tell you that i will um as a person who is sober and um uh who hopes to always be that way um i would never chance but i'm also a superstitious person i'm just not ch- this episode is brought to you by snapple chancing fate that way i'm not i have had too many i have been gifted too many times by fate that i am not about to look it in the face and stick my Mm -hmm. middle finger at it by saying like i know dot 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 yeah because my best knowledge got me in the worst place Mm -hmm. and that's not like hyperbolic that's true so for me i would never say that and i I just worry, and I always have worried about people like Demi Lovato and other celebrities who are in the spotlight who uh, achieve sobriety. There is this incredible pressure for them to maintain their celebrity in spite of their sobriety, and I don't know, like, if you're just like, I'm back, I'm Demi Lovato, I got sober, and I'm now going back to Demi Lovato like, I just, that's that worries me. It mm-hmm. worries me anytime anybody thinks they can just go back to whatever they were doing before that moment. Mm-hmm. Some, If it's important, you can, but it's a journey. And she seems to have had about five minutes since that happened. And whenever somebody, five minutes after that experience, starts telling me what they're sure of, I get really... <clears throat> um, well, like you're
0: on high alert.
1: I'm very skeptical of that because mm-hmm. I have seen from my own eyeballs people be so confident and so sure of things. And then they are literally on a street corner engaging in worse behavior than they ever engaged in. And I'm, I'm being like particularly, um, uh, metaphorical here. But what I mean is like, I've seen people say things and then five minutes later Mm -hmm. do things you would never believe. And you're like, how could that person do that? And it's because knowing is not a solution mm-hmm. to the disease that as i've experienced it mm-hmm. knowledge doesn't help me stay sober which sounds counterintuitive no
0: but but i'm glad you said all that because i think if you watched this documentary you would if you were knowledgeable or you know new people who knew things yeah uh you would also be slightly skeptical yeah. of the way she talks about it because she does come, she's very convincing.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. We,
0: I mean, we are. It's so okay. fascinating. Ugh. <laughs> when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got celebrities behaving badly to tell you about. We call them D-Bags, D-bags! after this. My Talk one. Celebrities behaving badly. We'd love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk one. Streaming live at MyTalk 1071com Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Oh, hello. We've got these celebrities behaving badly we like to tell you about. We call
1: them D-Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady
0: Douchebag. Of the day. Let's just
1: talk the whole show like this. Okay,
0: why wouldn't we?
1: Um, Ghislaine Maxwell.
0: Ooh, that's a big
1: yeah.
0: I'll You're telling of me.
1: <laughs> Frequent flyer on uh, the uh, D bag no fly list. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means, but it made sense. Okay, Ghislaine Maxwell, for those of you who don't know, is uh, the former Jeffrey Epstein person's right hand woman
0: mm-hmm.
1: he was accused alleged and actually convicted of uh
0: sex trafficking sex minors. trafficking
1: and being nasty yeah. she is also charged with being nasty and sex trafficking most recently they added sex trafficking charges to uh the charges that she faces this summer sex trafficking a minor by the way not just trafficking but trafficking a child. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's debaggy enough, but this story had me rolling because listen to this: Ghislaine Maxwell ordered to clean her dirty and smelly prison cell.
0: I'm here for this. What's okay, next? Right, Thank so you. I'm like,
1: what? She doesn't strike me as a like like a schlub, right? Like as a dirty bird.
0: N- n- no, but I have a thought about that. Which is She's never had to clean up after herself.
1: True, right? So
0: she probably just doesn't even know how to start.
1: Well, it gets so much worse. Oh, good. (laughs) Listen to you. (laughs) Ghislaine Maxwell's life behind bars, you guys, is, quote, arduous. But the Bureau of Prison says she's making it harder. Apparently, it turns out that she is, quote, very dirty in her cell. And it's smelly in there. (laughs) (laughs) And apparently, she complained about the conditions. And they were like... Uh, Well, so you're the only one in there, so you might want to take care of that yourself. In a letter to the judge, the government itself went to great lengths to detail what she was doing up in her uh, cell. And by the way, remember, she was busy filing, uh, defiling, we'll get to that, her cell, but also filing... challenges so that Mm -hmm. she could get let out of jail before her actual trial she hasn't been convicted of anything yet she's waiting trial Uh, awaiting yeah Um, and she's
0: she's like a she's tried like three four times to yeah. come up with different yeah, stories like, about hey, why. Yeah, hey, no,
1: really, this time, it'll be great. You're going to let me out, and I'm going <laughs> to... I gonna, won't run. I promise I won't do I any won't naughties. Wrap, I won't wrap my
0: cell phone in tinfoil. It's not
1: how it works, man. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, the government was like, um, okay. MDC staff, that's the M- Metropolitan Detention Center in Brooklyn, where she is currently housed. The staff there directed her to clean her cell because it had become very dirty. Among other things, staff noted, Gillaine Maxwell frequently did not flush her toilet after using it, uh-uh. which caused. Well,
0: yellow, let it mellow. It's brown, flush it down.
1: Okay, so you can <laughs> let it mellow just... if it's in another room. <laughs> so like, I don't
0: even think that I, that <laughs> even is gross to me.
1: I mean, I could understand if you're like, I'm environmentally friendly. I don't like to flush my pee. But at some point, you got to flush your pee because yes. it's going to smell and it's yes. going to leave a ring around your bowl.
0: Hot tip: but put a trust. brick in your put a brick in your tank. It'll take up more room, and then it
1: oh yeah. Look at you, go, you being some all water. smart. Or just you're buy welcome. one of them like smart water turlet things. Um, anyway, back to her dirty cell. So she poops in her thing and doesn't flush. Which causes it to That's smell. That's nasty. That's nasty. Moreover, her cell became, quote, increasingly dirty as she didn't clean it in some time. So, um, that just begs the question, hmm. is she like a secret? You know, like this just makes me think of like a, a hoarder.
0: I honestly, like she's think a borderline she hoarder. Doesn't know how to clean.
1: Do you think she's like I don't know how to flush a because, toilet?
0: Listen, she has been. I haven't had to do that for years. Her own flushers. I mean, she lived. <laughs> she does not
1: have her own flushers.
0: But she has never lived in. She's never lived in a world where she had to be responsible for the mess that she left behind. She grew up super uber duper rich. Yeah, and. Then found her way to the mansion to the Jeffrey think- Epstein island where she had people doing all the things. I think
1: when you have nothing else to do, like like flushing the toilet, might actually be a highlight of the day. Mm-hmm. Like because it's and about the most. And then I the
0: flushed. Most- <laughs> and then I flushed. Yeah, you and feel it like up. you did something. And
1: then I watched look to look see this. which direction does the doodoo flow. <laughs> does it go clockwise or counterclockwise? Is that true? By the I don't way,
0: no, that in Australia it goes the opposite direction. Oh,
1: true. Okay. Anyway. If only we could figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the, they went on to say, like, um, not only is she a filth bag, uh, but also she gets more time than any other inmate to review documents and evidence against her in her case as she prepares for trial. Specifically, she's permitted to review her her discovery, which just means the stuff that the government has on her, I think, for 13 hours per day, seven days a week.
0: Okay, that just sounds boring.
1: So she gets to be outside of her cell. She has access to both a desktop and a laptop computer and a phone through which she can communicate with her attorneys. Okay. So this woman who was telling us how miserable she was and how terribly... Do you ever... Can I ask a question? You can ask me a question. How many people in the last year have been, or what kind of person have we heard squawking about conditions in prison over the last year?
0: Uh, wait, at, start the It's a pregnant question. question.
1: I'm asking the obvious, which is, yeah. I've heard nothing but like these, you know, it's the Lori Laughlin's, yes. it's the Massimo Giannulli's,
0: it's the Bill Cosby's, it's the, Bill
1: Cosby's, mm-hmm. it's the Harvey Weinstein's, yep it 's the uh, gilaine maxwell 's mm-hmm. It is not to say that people should be mistreated in prison. It is to say it 's curious that we 're only hearing this from a privileged few, right Not that that means it doesn 't happen, but why are we only listening to these fools right? Maybe the people who have been there for years,
0: some of whom actually have been wrongly there for years, yes,
1: yeah, who don 't have the privileges to sit outside their cell for thirteen hours mm-hmm. a day and read. Uh, the case against them and not have to be bothered to flush the toilet. Mm-hmm. Like, she just thinks that somebody's going to come by, like, housekeeping's going to show up mm-hmm. and be like, oh, which, and put mints which on her can pillow. we talk about this? This makes me think, this makes me think that sh- this is a power play of the rich and famous, that they duty, they go to the bathroom, they piddle mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the pot mm-hmm. and walk away and let other people do it for them. It's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. nasty. Don't you think? Like, you could see. A person like Ghislaine Maxwell... Not all rich people.
0: But Ghislaine. I know rich people. Mm-hmm.
1: Some of my best friends are rich people.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, not really. That's not true.
1: Um, but I have been in their house once or twice. Mm-hmm. They flush their toilet. What I'm saying is a person like her who's like... mega, mega, mega
0: You okay over there?
1: Maniacal? Mm-hmm. What's that word? Megalomaniacal? Mm-hmm. I could see them doing that power play. Right. Where they just leave a big...
0: And then just delivery. Go, that's your problem.
1: Yeah. And mm-hmm. then knowing that people will do it, and if they don't, they'll get fired. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just saying. Anyway, so she's spending all the time outside of her cell and not flushing the toilet.
0: And it smells in there. It's nasty. She's the one that has to live with it. Imagine the toilet paper situation, too.
1: I don't even want to know. And I'm so grateful. That's to nasty. Not know, and I hope nobody needs to know, ever. Don't do that.
0: You want to know who my D-bag is? Yes. This is equal parts a D-bag update and also still a D-bag. Oh, good. Okay. Tori Spelling. Oh, Oh, yay. yay. We'll give her one of these too. Okay. Do you remember why she was a D-bag the other day? It's a test. I can give you the answer. It's fine. No, it's fine. Let me take the
1: test because sometimes I forget these things. Mm -hmm. But if I remember correctly.
0: Yep. It had to do with April Fool's Day.
1: Oh God! She did that fake baby bump,
0: yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, she got called out for it, right and we we all knew hello, it's gonna happen. Tori spelling. well, she has issued um, I'm gonna put it in loose quotes an apology what <sighs> not really, okay, so an
1: apology, nobody wanted. yeah,
0: so on Friday on Instagram, she decided to address the backlash and she said the following and i just want you to take notes cuz there's so many there's so many things yes every week magazine and press outlets ask if i'm pregnant to set every the, week to set the record straight i am not the fact is after my fifth baby my body didn't bounce back like it had before that's when the constant questions of yet another pregnancy first began Unless you're in the public eye, it's hard to understand what it feels like to be body shamed so publicly. I feel like I have to constantly defend my body when instead I should be honoring it for the miracle of life it gave me five times. Oh, oh, wait, I'm not done. There's more? But wait, there's more. If only
1: I were rich and celebrity enough to understand her pain.
0: I know that pregnancy is an extreme blessing, and I would never intentionally poke fun at losing a child or not being able to carry one I myself have miscarried. I just did this to simply turn the tables for once on the press. They constantly create wild and often hurtful stories about me, my body, and my family. For those of you that are hurt, I hear you. I love you. I welcome when your she's stories. She's
1: talking to nobody. And nobody. I this is an try- audience of zero. And did I you will g-
0: try my best to be there to support you. Please accept this as a virtual hug to my entire community. Did you guys just hear that? Was that the, uh, her career the and then of, that was the sound, sound of, of tori spelling not flushing her own toilet yes, <laughs> yes. oh my god lock
1: her up it's so true oh my god yeah, because Th- that, that was a load of duty that's like somebody go like <laughs> that's like somebody seeing another person in a room and performing for them but not looking like Like, Mm -hmm. I'm doing this performance for all of you, but I'm pretending to do it for this imaginary audience. It's like when I I delivered communion to my stuffed animals as a child.
0: Oh, that's kind of cute. You
1: know, like, oh, I've gathered you all here today (laughs) in the name of Jesus. And then, like,
0: nobody's listening. Stop. But did you eat all the bread yourself?
1: I mean, actually, yes. And then I proceeded to... Uh, perform surgeries and amputations wow. on my stuffed animals.
0: I I have so many questions, <laughs> but I want to get back to Tori Spelling.
1: No, Tori Spelling, mm. she is...
0: Isn't that trash? Like, everything about it is more so... Or like suppository so... spelling. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, she shall forever be named suppository <laughs> spelling on this show. Uh, <sighs> Bradley, unless you are in the public eye, though, it's hard to it's understand hard. I know, what I it feels like. Yeah, you don't understand. Yeah, yeah. but let me tell you guys about it, because I understand, because I'm famous.
1: No. Yeah, I know. you. Ha- oh, nobody wants to hear that B to the S. And, <laughs> and also, you. that's not you. Like, sure, Angelina Jolie... Well, actually, not the body-shaming part. Who who could say that, but would never say that?
0: About body shaming? a celebrity yeah uh, you
1: know the the thing about because celebrities are sure they're yeah. totally under like the public eye sure. and scrutinized in a way that the average people the average people aren't although increasingly that's not true because we all put ourselves out there in a way that celebrities used to so yeah. more of us can actually probably relate to what
0: she's saying mm-hmm. so
1: it's just like no person who could do that would do that because then they wouldn't be that person right
0: like right. you would. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S., the person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
1: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. You wouldn't be at that level of celebrity if you were that much of a hot mess, and that's the reason she's not that celebrity is because she is a hot mess, which is why mm-hmm. suppository spelling
0: mm-hmm. is...
1: The sad D-list celebrity Getting herself hurt at Bernie Hanna. (laughs) And creating fake fake mistresses for her husband.
0: I mean, seriously, someday we should just jot down the journey we've been on with Tori Spelling.
1: Oh, do you remember? There was a period where it was like, what nonsense is she going to create today? It
0: was every day. It was during the Emily Goodhand. Is that her name?
1: Her name was Emily Goodhand. The, The mistress of her husband was alleged supposed... A gal named Emily Goodhand who didn't actually exist. Not a
0: real person. And I suppose that Tori Spelling's publicist is John Miller (laughs) or George Glass. Yes. (laughs) When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, you know what I want to do? I want to take a turn to somebody who's actually doing some good in Hollywood. Right? Because, like, you guys are so negative. Okay. Well, I want to bring you a positive story. Oh, good. Okay. This one has awesome. to. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. <laughs> My <talk 107>. one. <laughs> Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer.
1: Oh, well, hello.
0: So, ha- when was the last time you thought of Justine Bateman?
1: Um,. Well, probably uh, a few months back when I watched a couple episodes of Family Ties.
0: Okay, well, I want you to think about her again today. Okay, why? Okay. What's she doing? Well, okay, so she did an interview with Entertainment Tonight hey, it's, it's a, a real, real good show. About, Can I
1: just say really quickly, yeah? don't underestimate the power of a good jingle.
0: Right, thank you. We,
1: I mean, that's that, sh- that jingle comes out of our childhood and we're still singing it. Yeah. So, okay, anyway
0: just i want to be really clear though everybody we applied the lyrics
1: to it oh yeah
0: yes not written with those lyrics
1: i'm now
0: uh anyway, Justine Bateman was on Entertainment tonight because she's got a new project. And what she's doing is actually like speaking positively about aging and our aging faces. Oh, fun. So the story she so she's got a new book out. It's called Face, 1 Square Foot of Skin. And it's uh it was released Tuesday. That was yesterday, right? Yeah. And she tells the story of how she decided to kind of embark on this mission, this one-woman mission, to get women comfortable, well, people in Hollywood, but people in general, comfortable with their aging faces, specifically. And she says, uh, quote, I made the mistake of Googling my name and autocomplete was Justine Bateman looks old. Oh, God. Right? She says, I'm 55 now, but I was about 41 at the time. She said that really threw me. Instead of thinking, oh, they're wrong and I'm right, I decided they were right and I was wrong. And that was my fatal misstep because it affected me very deeply. She said it was a big mistake to do that. And so she's kind of set out on uh, a journey to try to talk more realistically about what aging looks like, uh, she said that through her decades in Hollywood, she's seen more of an emphasis on women's look uh, than the appearance of her the male counterparts. Sure. Like, for example, her own brother... Uh, and she's oh, trying sure. to encourage people just by talking honestly about what aging looks like to step away from fillers and filters and embrace their natural their natural face. Now, here's the thing I want to be clear about. Like, if you want to fill or inject, do it. I do it. You can do it. Everybody do it. Do what makes you comfortable. Yeah. But, But what I think is interesting about what she's doing is... She, from inside Hollywood, can see how younger people, and it's getting younger and younger, are wanting to alter their faces so they get ahead of the aging process. And she's saying, this isn't realistic. We don't even know what aging faces look like anymore. We don't know what it looks like to age naturally. Sadly, yeah, absolutely. Um, And so this is a story that's a compilation of... Stories. I'm trying to get my arms. I actually might buy the book just because I think it's interesting. This is how she explains it. 47 short stories about older faces. The book delves into the reasons why we hold this idea that those faces need to be fixed. Once you read those reasons, most of them outdated and fear based, it will become difficult to continue to hold that erroneous idea any longer because there's nothing wrong with your face
1: i will say i enjoy a lived-in face like when i see a a a, a famous person usually who has sort of just like embraced the face Mm -hmm. um it it, there's just something delightful about that in a way and i understand that like society's not going to change anytime soon and we are a youth obsessed culture regardless and that's not going to change overnight it's Mm -hmm. good that people are doing things to counter that we all struggle in our own ways with what we see on the outside. Increasingly, we're f- forced to look at ourselves like I just I'm like, oh, what what it must have been like for our Victorian relatives to, you know, kind of understand what their face looked like, but not be looking at it all day. hmm. Um, I, I just, I, so I think it's not permanent. It doesn't always have to be this way. Um, but I also appreciate that, like, there's always going to be superficial people regardless. And the more we can do to like support people who are trying to be face positive. And like, again, to your point, you can, if, if the Botox makes you feel good, makes me feel good, um, go for it. But like also you know, maybe just take a step, take a breath before you, you know, jump to just figure out why you're doing it, what the motives are, and and if it makes you feel good, great. But if you're doing it because you don't like something, maybe why don't you like it? And I don't know, I'm not a therapist.
0: Well, I've been thinking actually about, about this year and what that's done for our own personal kind of relationship with our appearance because think about how much time over the last year you've spent on a screen talking to somebody else and what can you also see yourself we're not meant to look at ourselves all day
1: no do you know what else is interesting about the year though Hmm. we've like i've let go of so much of my like superficialness Mm -hmm. like the clothes that i'm wearing like my face because we're wearing masks all the time, Right. so it's like a weird double-edged sword. Right? Like in some ways, we're staring at ourselves too much, and in some ways,
0: we let go of people. Don't have to see me. It's so bizarre. Lucky, yeah. But you can have a filter on all the time now. Yeah.
1: Thank you, Chloe.
0: Mm. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to talk some quarantine lifestyles of the rich and yes! famous. After this, everyone loves buying holiday gifts, but the credit card hangover, not so much. Well. Old Navy is outdoing even Santa with their prices this season. They have incredible prezzies for everyone on your list, like matching jingle jammies,
1: statement-making coats, and the coziest sweaters. And Old Navy has tons of gifts for under 15 bucks, so you can buy yourself a little something, too. Sorry, not sorry. So pop by a store or visit oldnavy.com. The Wendy's $3 breakfast deal is Here.